0: Your network equals your net worth. You've surely heard that before. Your network equals your net worth, or you know, you probably heard, you know, you are the average of the top five people you spend your time around. Your your salary will be the average of the top five people you you spend your time around. You surely heard that before. It's the same way as saying your network equals your net worth. But get this: what will determine what your network is? It's your self-worth. Your self-worth leads to your network, leads to your net worth. Your self-worth leads to your net worth, leads to your network. Self-worth is the missing piece. It's actually not just an equation across, it's a triangle. On one side you've got net worth, on another corner you've got net But on the other corner, you've got self-worth. Think about it. Think about, it's a deep topic, but think about it, and it'll make sense to you. Think about, I'm going to give you a funny example. Think about something like Donald Trump and Kanye West. You may have even seen that picture of them in uh, a meeting in the White House together. These are two people who you may judge as having delusional self-worth whether you agree with whether they deserve to have that much self-worth or not let's put that aside for a second right this is this discussion is not about politics this is just uh an example to help you understand the point so you can increase your net worth that's what me and you care about surely right when you think about kanye west think about the journey that this guy has gone through you know jamie fox on joe rogan's podcast tells this wonderful story of this party he hosted I believe in the early 2000s or late 90s and Jay-Z's there and Puff Daddy's there and Kanye's there and the Neptunes are there Pharrell Williams is there like all of these different hip-hop guys are there in their early days and Kanye who no one knows this this little kid scrawny kid with the school bag has the audacity to speak to Jay-Z in and Common enough to the point where he says to them, stop the tape and rewind that. That's how much, like think about if you and I were sitting with Jay-Z, how would we, how would we act in that situation? We, we would just, we would be like a fly on the wall, right? That's all we want to be. We most likely wouldn't have the self-worth to think that we deserve to be there sitting next to Jay-Z, right? But Kanye had the, you can call it delusional audacity to, to have the nerve to sit with this guy enough to say, stop the tape, rewind that. That's the the level that Kanye believed in himself, that he believed he was doing something of great value, great value enough that someone like Jay-Z should listen to him. And as a result, that leads to him getting in the proximity of people like Jay-Z. Right? I'm, I'm just, I'm using funny examples, so I hope you don't, I, I use funny examples because it's usually the easiest way to remember things. So hopefully you don't mind. When you have great self-worth, and I'm not saying that the delusional path is the right path. I'm going I'm to show you a different path, which is a, a much more sustainable path, and I think you'll really enjoy it in a second. But if you can get yourself, if you look at Kanye as the example, with his great self-worth, it allows him to get into that proximity because he believes he, he believes he deserves to be there furthermore, because of his great self worth, he actually just really does commit and and to, towards his goals, and he works hard on them, even if other people tell him like there was a lot of people he he says you know back in Chicago that really didn't believe in him and said he was going to be broke forever and all these things, but because of his delusional self worth that he had something great. He started to convince other people that he had something great. And furthermore, he actually worked at it enough, because he believed in himself enough, to actually make something great. And through his self-worth, he created an incredible net work and net worth. And you can look at this example you know, in your own life, say in your corporate, corporate network, or or any other, if you think about any other like a, you know, multimillionaire type of person that you may have met, you can see they have an air about them, which shows this kind of great self-worth. They carry themselves with this level of self-worth that you can't fake. So here's the way to hack it. If you can improve your self-worth, you will find you will want to invest in yourself more. You will want to Keep money more. You know, Grant Cardone says often, you know what, you guys don't really like money. You don't deserve to have it because every time anyone gives it to you, you seem to give it away. You seem to spend it, right? But if you can improve your self-worth, what will end up happening is that you will believe you are building something bigger, something big. As a result, you will have bigger goals. You'll actually create the demand for more money. And when you increase the demand, the supply makes its way to you. That might sound esoteric, but if you actually think about this in a practical way, if you improve your self-worth and I, and by the way, I know that self-worth is a very triggering thing, right? Because it sounds like ego, right? That's why we never approach it. It sounds like ego, but I'm going to show you a different way. Okay. Just bear with me. But if you can improve your self-worth, and let's say that because of what you give and what you do and the mission you stand for and all of these things you actually you know you know because of all you give you want you want to also feel like you look after yourself well too so let's say that you want to you want to have that 10 million dollar house now all of a sudden instead of you kind of looking for a random number that you can save up and you know, maybe get a house in the suburbs. Nothing wrong with a house in the suburbs, uh, but maybe you know, just just get something that's the average that the average person gets. If instead you fiercely believed in some kind of mission or purpose, something that which, which gave you a great self-worth, and as part of that, you believe, you know what. For all I give, I want to make sure I look after myself too. And therefore, I I believe I deserve to have this $10 million house. Suddenly now, you've actually got the target of $10 million. And what happens then is you have a function in your brain called your reticular activating system, your RAS. Uh, In a later module, we will cover this in more detail. But basically, your RAS is your selective focus. There's 11 million bits of information that comes into you every second your brain processes 50 of those 11 million bits. So your brain is primarily a delete, distort and generalization device. That's how we can comprehend the environment around them. Otherwise there's too much stimulus, you know? So your RAS, when you tell yourself you have a $10 million goal, your RAS flips, your RAS switches to go, okay, whoa, like this is serious, I have to, Freaking find $10 million from somewhere. How am I going to do it? And what ends up happening is you start to see opportunities that before you never really saw them. I can give you a really great one about RAS later, but I hope for now I am making sense. Your net worth comes from your network, but it also comes from your self worth. And without good self worth, you will not hold on to. So, you, you, even if someone give, gave you $10 million, if you're used to being a $200,000 person, you're going to find a way to slowly get rid of that $10 million so you can get back to being a $200,000 person. In the same way, if someone, you know, I'm, I'm, I live in Sydney, right? Uh, and in Sydney, the, the main arterial road is called George Street. If someone dropped you stark naked in the middle of George Street with nothing, give you six months or three, like nothing to your name, nothing, nothing at all, right? If someone took you tomorrow, dropped you in the middle of George Street with nothing, give you six months to a year, whatever you believe you need, and you will find your way back to having 200,000 in your account or whatever whatever that number is in your account. You'll find your way back to that. Why is it? Because your current self-worth, the number in your bank account now, it's representative of your current self-worth. Does that make sense? And, and th- that's why even if everyone took everything from you, because of the identity that you already have in your head, you'll find a way somehow to get that money back to match the identity of yourself that you already have. Therefore, and, and same with someone who's, who has a $10 million identity. Even if you drop them naked somewhere, give, give them a year or, or whatever, that, whatever the correct amount of time is, they'll find a way to get that $10 million back because that's who they are. Tony Robbins says, the biggest driving force in human nature is identity. So what we've got to do now is uh, undirty the word identity, right? Because at the moment, it sounds like ego, right? Um, and ego is bad. <laughs> Not bad, but society thinks it's, you know, it's solid, society's polarizing it. So, uh, so you've got, you, so note so far is you've got network, net worth, and self-worth. These things all equal each other. Now here's the question, how do you improve your self-worth? And hopefully you will enjoy this answer. You improve your self-worth by finding something that you can do that you believe in is of really great value. Greater value than maybe even you. And let me give you a quick example, maybe a work example, this might actually help. Think about a time where maybe you were like a junior graduate level person, and what happened was that your your boss, who was maybe, for me I was in a grad program, um, and uh, my, uh, you know, during the rotations, one of my bosses was like, he was a chief marketing officer. I was like really senior dude. I also had like, re- like as part of the grad program, they, they get you hooked up to the senior leadership team. Anyway, members from the senior leadership team would like give me stuff to do. Uh, and because I was like, well, this is really important. It's from the dude from the senior leadership team. Like I had the courage basically to talk to um well not the courage but i had the entitlement to talk to all these other senior people to say hey man like um i need to sort this out i need some time of yours you know like i had the the entitlement or the audacity even if i was nervous oh and i was nervous by the way like talking it because i'm like whoa well, this is a really senior dude blah blah blah, blah you know but 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 I believed like what I was doing, that task, it had such a great purpose, such a great value, that it just didn't matter about me and my personal confidence issues. I still showed up. In the same way, you know, anyone who knows me personally now, like I'm aligned to a much higher purpose than just dim. You know, (laughs) for me, I, like a couple of things, like number one, my, my ultimate purpose here on earth is, I believe, my purpose really is to help other men find their purpose, to connect to a sense of purpose and realize the truth and the passion and the aliveness and the freedom that you get when you connect to your own purpose. It's the truth of life, in my opinion, you know. And the other big goal that I have, you know, a goal that will may, maybe take me 20 years is I want to shift the wealth dynamics of at least Sydney, if not Australia, by sharing this information. And I want it to widespread disseminate and as this information, because there are there are hardworking people out there in lower demographics who have the execution, they work hard, but they lack the, the psychology because we were not taught this psychology in school. We were not taught this education in school. And so a great purpose of mine is to share that information that we were not taught with as many people as possible. And with that information shared and learnt and applied, the wealth will get shared. The wealth will disperse. I don't I don't I no longer want the Western suburbs to be known as the poor suburbs. That's where I came from. I want wealth to be in those suburbs. And that's why I'm doing this. And as a result, it gives me the courage and the entitlement, or, or whatever that correct word is, the motivation, to, to ask people, hey, could you share this podcast, hey, uh, this is what I'm up to, uh, this is what I do, this is, this is how I help people, this is how my mission here on earth is going to make the earth a better place, can you help me, you know, or can you make this connection for me, right, so that's, that is the truth of self-worth. The best way to improve your self-worth is to get out of the paradigm of even worrying about your self-worth. See most people, they're, they're in a paradigm where they're comparing themselves to someone else and how, how much of a champion that person is compared to you and how you're better than that other person, right? As long as you're in that paradigm of comparison, you're always going to find someone with better self-worth than you and with worse self-worth than you, right? The paradigm of... To exit that is to stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about a mission or a purpose or a reason, you know, a greater reason, a greater purpose, a why. You know, Simon Sinek says, start with why. Mm -hmm. The way to get out of the self-worth paradigm and actually tap into unlimited self-worth, infinite self-worth, it's from your why, it's from your mission. And here's the thing: most people spend their whole life, sadly, at the moment, avoiding their mission and their deepest truth and their their why and their purpose and all that. Because they're, they're too; these questions are too real. They're too deep. Better just drink the weekend away, uh, and and then just numb yourself with other things. Sadly, sadly, that's what happens. Maybe, but maybe not. What I want to show you in the remainder of this episode is an introduction on how you can actually connect and understand your purpose better because my specialty is helping guys helping people connect to their purpose and live it all my programs all my retreats why why do all my like most of my clients the ones who wanted it why do they end up getting these mad pay rises within within 6 months or so after we work together it's because i it's because we help them get out of their own way and connect more to their purpose. And when they're connected more to their purpose and their mission, they show up with way more ferocity, intensity, power, like a peace, presence, uh, ambition. All these things get unlocked when you're connected to something which truly is valuable to you. That's the big secret underneath it all. And in this specific episode, I wanna share with you some of the questions you can use to help you understand your purpose better right? And uh, just a bit of a disclaimer before we get into this next part. Uh, I'm going to share with you this information, but it is a bit hard to do by yourself. That's the truth, right? Like um, you'll see for yourself. Uh, If you would like assistance with it, in this episode at the bottom, I'm going to include a link to my calendar where you can book in a 15-minute chat with me. We can chat, we can get to know each other. And if I Uh, you know and then you know if we get along and we kind of vibe then we can totally book in a session with me where I will take you through these questions the full detailed version of these questions to help you have a first pass of really for the first time in your life really understanding your purpose maybe not the first time in your life excuse me but maybe a more clearer pass of understanding your own purpose so I I would love to, to, to facilitate that for you. It will, be, it will be an absolute blessing for me to get that to you because the thing it, it will change your life. From then on, you will know kind of what you're here to do in a really beautiful way. So, so that offer is there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Uh, uh, you can book in a 15-minute call with me and we can take it from there if that's what you want. But that being said, for now, let's go on a bit of an exploratory mission And I'm going to share with you four questions that will help you understand your purpose better. Now, here's the thing about purpose. Purpose, um, you know, the words purpose, mission, vision, why, they're all exchangeable, yeah? Your purpose, as I said, is what you really care about, what you really value. So the way for you to understand what your purpose is here on Earth, is to first understand what your values are. Because your values vectored over time is your purpose. You know, I'll say that again. Your values vectored, stretched out over time is your purpose. And specifically, when you understand your values, and when I say values, you know, so we typically think about things like, uh, you know, integrity and loyalty and stuff like that. That's not what I'm referring to by values. Uh, what I mean by values is like, things that you can't help but do with your life. You know, over the last 10 years, what are the things that you have naturally gravitated towards? What's the things that naturally give you energy, that naturally interest you, that naturally motivate you, that you naturally want to find some way to do? If you can't do it at work, you'll probably do it at home, and you'll do it on the weekends. That's what I mean by values. So examples of values are like, for example, for me, throughout my 20s, I, I every two years, I went to a different part of the third world and I was building uh, orphanages there. So for me, like contribution is something I pretty much can't live without. I love contribution. Another one for me is camaraderie. Like I've always had like this sense of like the boys, you know, for me, like even before the army, you know, there was the boys that I was like part of and I loved that and I I got energy and I, I felt strong because of that. And then I was in the army where there was camaraderie, and then even after that, being a project manager for eight years in corporate, it, it, you feel a sense of camaraderie because you're, you're, you're in the team. And now, guess what? I run men's coaching retreats, camaraderie, right? So the, it's a, the themes that keep showing up in your life that you love. That's what values are, right? And as I said, I'm gonna show you four different questions Though when, you know, if we do a values assessment, you and I uh, in a session, uh, there's gonna be like 12 questions that I take you through and we'll, make, we'll do it really thorough, right? But like, what we wanna do is think about your life over the last 10 years, uh, and specifically, at least your life over the last six months. And, and we wanna examine, for, a, a, for example, what is it that you spend your time most doing So if you look at your waking hours, you know, the hours that you're not asleep. If we were to follow you around with a stopwatch or with a notepad, what is it that you always find time to do, right? And what is it that you enjoy about those activities? And what's the top three, right? For you, presumably, one of those top three activities is work. Now what I'd love to understand is what is it specifically that you do outside of work? And You, say, you may say, oh hey man, nothing. Nothing man, nothing. I, don't, I just, I watch YouTube videos, right? Well, let's understand what's the content of the YouTube videos that you watch. Do you watch more finance stuff? Do you watch personal development stuff? Do you watch fitness stuff? Do you watch cooking stuff? What else do you do? Oh, nothing Tim, nothing. But guess what? Maybe when, you're, when you get home, Maybe you're the type of person that loves to cook, or maybe you like to tend to the garden, or maybe you like to keep the house clean. All of these, th- or maybe you love spending time with your, uh, with your partner. All of these things are valid, right? What we wanna do is understand, like, for the time one, what's the top three allocations that you spend of time over the course of a week, you know? And if you think, if you say work, well, what's the number one thing you love about work? What is it that it work really lets you do? Why is it that you do work? For you, it may simply be money, or it could be because I feel like I'm building something dim. That's why I like work, and it gives me money. You know, it could be, so the, these are the things we wanna unpack. And here's the thing, when you go through a couple of questions like this, you start to see some themes coming out, and that's where the magic is, right? Because then we can see themes and trends. So let me give you another question what are the top three things that seem to energize you that you seem to always find energy for or after you do them you have more energy as a result right like for me and in time you know just just pause this and have a think for yourself For me, look—you can tell by the way, like my voice, like my voice naturally gets louder, and it's very easy for me to talk about personal development and psychology and things like this. So I clearly have like a value on psychology or personal development or whatever you want to call that, and I definitely also have a value on contribution, because like for me right now, like this is a—it's a free podcast that I'm recording. And I shared with you the honest reason I'm doing it. It's, and I, I genuinely, like, if I was to die today, like, I'm going to die happy knowing that, like, I freaking died helping the world in the best way that I knew how to, you know? So contribution, definitely a big value for me. Uh, another one, like, when I'm, think, when I'm recording this podcast, for example, uh, and even if you look at earlier today, uh, I had coaching conversations with people, and those people for me were guys, so I have a value kind of on that, and for me, I interpreted that as camaraderie, I really love helping the boys, I really love helping the boys, you know, it's, it's helping, com- contribution, the boys, camaraderie, uh, and, then, and then what am I helping them with? The psychology, wealth related, uh, sorry, personal development related things so for me and then here's the last thing as i'm recording this i'm looking out into this beautiful greenery beautiful view this morning we went to the beach uh and and then also on the way to work instead of taking the train i took the ferry why because i i really love what i've you know it's basically present energy so like i love seeing nature uh and i love the beach and and the way the ocean is and and like, you can call it nature, uh, you know, but even on the ferry, you know, overlooking the harbour, um, you know, on the Opera House and everything, it was gorgeous. For me, I, I, Dim calls it present energy, right? And so those are actually my top four values, you know, um, present energy. And, and to be honest, like, Anna is included in that because my time with Anna, uh, it feels very present. You know, it feels like the, the whole reason to live, you know, spending that kind of family time. I still interpret it as as presence, presence, uh, personal development, camaraderie, things like this are, are are my values. So for you, what energizes you when you think of them? Think about today and think about the course of this week and maybe think about even the last 10 years. Are there themes in your life that always seem to energize you always seem to find energy for? Maybe when you talk about them your voice gets louder when you talk about them. You're welcome to pause this by the way If you're you're doing some brainstorming Now here's the third thing Where do you spend money on if you were to actually look at your bank account? Like you know it's and by the way There's what we what we what we think we spend money on and what we actually spend money on so if you look at your bank account, what's the number one outflow that's going in your bank account? I can tell you for me, the number one outflow that's going for me is investments. Actually, truthfully, the number one outflow for me is the coach, the the, the the girl who coaches me. So number one for me is clearly personal development, right? Those dollars are going towards my personal development. Now, underneath that, the next one is, are uh, my property investments. That's the second outflow. The third outflow is uh, like where we live, like the rent. So hopefully that gives you some indication. But, for, but then the question is like, so why does Dim spend um, that much money on, on my coach? Well, for me, it's because I value my personal development and also like wealth and uh, like she helps me build the business as well, so it's like wealth building. Uh, and personal development, and then the number two, in terms of um, my investments that 's again wealth building, number three is uh, like where we live, and for me, that allows me and Anna to have a great relationship in a great place. so that, does, that kind of that presence one is, is that third one. So I hope this is helping you so far. So we spoke about time, we talk about energy, we spoke about money. And let me give you one more, and I think you'll really like this one. What is it that you naturally find you are focused, disciplined, consistent on? Where are you most reliable? Do you find for you that, for example, like one of my best friends, he does not need focus, discipline, reliability, consistency, anything like that when it comes to building computers. The guy does it as a hobby, as a meditative activity while he's doing other things. He, he just buys the computer parts, he puts them together, and he sells them. And he doesn't need discipline for that. Whereas most people would view that. And that, like the thing is, that makes him heaps of money a month. Um, and the thing is, for him, because it's so in line with his values, because it's so fun, for him, he doesn't even know that he needed, he was supposed to have discipline for it. But let's say, for you, if you don't like computers and you can't be bothered about, whatever, building computers, do you think that for you, you would need the discipline? <laughs> right, because most people, they, come, they tell me, Dim, I'm struggling with discipline, I'm struggling with discipline. Here's the reason you're struggling with discipline, bro. You're struggling with discipline because you're doing something you don't care about. When you do something you really love, you don't need discipline. You don't, I don't need discipline to do, I didn't need discipline to do this podcast, (laughs) you know? And that's where the magic is, right? You you wanna align your life as much as you can with your highest values. You wanna understand what your values are and align your life to them. So when you think about, like, what are the things you pretty much don't even need discipline for? You know, or if someone else was to look at you, they would be like, wow, this, you know, you're so disciplined. Is it for for your meal prep? Is it for the gym? Is it for your work? Is it for your reading schedule, your personal development? Uh, Is it for your scheduled family time? Is it for your social calendar? Right? And by the way, you may be in the paradigm that most people are in, which is that they undervalue their own values because it doesn't equate to society's values. Society's values are like, oh, like what's your status at work? What's your, how much money is in your bank account? Um, Maybe how aesthetic are you? Those are like society's current values. So you may be tempted to think that your answers are not valid because they're not in line with society's stupid ass values, (laughs) right? But don't worry about, like, don't worry about what you should value. Let's understand what you actually value. Because for you, your real wealth may be your friends or it may be your family. And there is nothing in the whole world wrong about that. That is the coolest thing. It doesn't matter. Your wealth may be, like I have this amazing client. And his real wealth, I would say, is in the gardening. Like, I don't totally, totally understand, to be honest. He, he loves gardening, composting, uh, like, um, like cooking, like house stuff. Uh, like clearly I don't understand it because dim doesn't value it right, but that's okay What matters is that he values it and I love that about him and here's the thing There's a lot of wealth for him and a lot of like self-worth and energy and motivation and creativity Or well, a lot of the best parts about him will come out the more like he came up with this amazing idea to go to uh, oh, I probably shouldn't say this but uh, incredible business idea in which uh which was about recycling um, coffee, gra- used coffee things and growing plants with them and stuff. It was a really cool idea, right? Who would ever have thought about that? No one except someone who really was passionate about it, right? So my question to you is, where would someone else say you are very reliable, disciplined, focused, right? And when you put your answers together, can you see some common themes? You, and and look, given it's the first time you've done it, I dare say they're gonna be kind of vague, but it's okay, it's a start, right? Because what these things are, are like indications, like it's like preliminary indications of what you really love and what you really value. Here's the secret. You want to organize and prioritize your life around these things you want to you want to spend as much time doing these values as you can why because it will naturally be motivating to you naturally be energizing to you naturally be more creative more you know you'll be more consistent at it you'll be more creative you'll be more brilliant at it you can either be a gp a general practitioner gen, you know there's general doctors or you can be a specialist and like with with no disrespect to GPs because I also got to go to the GP and and if you if you like because there are people out there who love being generalists as a GP and that's and there should be more people in the world like that that's beautiful but you know that in general the specialist gets paid way more than the GP because that specialist has found their their elements of value, what they really love, you know, like I have a, a, someone I'm coaching who's a surgeon and he wants to do reconstructive plastic surgery. So like not so much cosmetic stuff, rather like stuff that uh, plastic surgery that really helps people, uh, you know, reconstruct parts of themselves after, say, an accident or a, or a sickness. And he, he lights up like a tree when he talks about it. It's the most beautiful thing to observe. And the thing is, if, you can, if he can allow himself, this is why I was teaching him, if he allows himself to not apologize for the fact that he doesn't fit into everyone else's values, and he just allows himself to go full tilt, understand what his values are, and go full tilt in his values, you, can, you, you and I can both bet that he's going to be a damn good specialist one day. you know, Because he's just allowed himself to pour all his focus unashamedly to the thing that lights him up the most. And he's going to outcompete all of us as a result. Because the thing is, he loves it more than we do. He doesn't need discipline to read about all that stuff. He just wants to. He's going to outcompete us. He's, go- he's going to get the money. Right? And that's the secret right there. So, we started this discussion talking about purpose. So, so how does purpose work? When you take your, your, like, your top four values and you find a way synergistically that you can meet them. In a way that helps the world. That's your purpose right there. Like what, what's the, the meeting point of your goals? You know like let's say, let's say that your values. Let's say one of your values is family. Another one is wealth. Uh, and um, let's say you've got family, uh, wealth. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to pick another one. Uh, hiking. Right. you got family, wealth, hiking. So what's a way for you to feel like you're really filling your cup when it comes to family time and you're also doing wealth building and you're doing hiking. How about this? Just just a guess, right? Let's say you work in the financial services industry or you work uh you're you're working in a finance capacity. What if you said to all of your colleagues, "Hey, do you want to do hikes on the weekends? Because I love hikes. And here's the thing. If you love hikes, if hikes are one of your values, you probably know where all the good hikes are in Sydney. So if you love hikes, you could probably say to them, hey, listen, I know that we could all use you know, more family time, but I know we could all use, also use something active, maybe something more bonding. What do you guys think if we all do it like a hike? on the weekend or on Thursday, you know, we'll get our steps up and maybe it's a nice way for us to bring our families out too. What would that lead to, right? If you, because like we're just assuming that these are your top values, right? You love family, you love finance, uh, or you love wealth, and you love, um, uh, you love hiking. If you really love that, you probably would think that's a great idea. And, here's the th- and And what would happen if you became the person that's known as the organizer of the hikes? You know, you'd probably develop a really great relationship with everyone. Would that open up more opportunities for you? Would you hear more things about what people liked and preferred? If you had a value on wealth, you'd probably talk to them more about wealth. You never know where that could lead you, but probably to a good place because you probably feel like you're way more motivated to come to work because you feel that you're doing something which is more in line with your values. At the very least, you being more motivated will lead to you doing better at work, which probably lead you to more wealth anyway. <laughs> so I hope from this discourse, you're seeing how if you really want to improve your, your sense of uh, your, your net worth, it's got to start with improving your self-worth. And your self-worth gets improved by understanding what your values are and pursuing them in a way that creates a compelling mission for you a compelling reason and here's the thing with purpose and mission and, and, and all of that embers to flames your purpose doesn't start as this raging fire where you you know you're like oh my god like I just did my values for the first time on Dim's podcast and now I realize I'm going to like go around the world and save like um kids from slavery like uh, most purposes don't start like that I'm going to give you a little example to, to, to understand how it works. Let's think about if on this, this podcast right now, you started to do the energy of uh, angry. Let's say that like, while you're listening to this, you started to act angry. And let's say that after this podcast was over, you spent the rest of the day acting angry and you wake up tomorrow and you keep acting angry would, and you keep doing that. Would you agree that in like two weeks time, your life would be a pretty angry place? <laughs> So actually in the same way, if on this podcast, while you're listening to it, you started to actually live your truth more by understanding what your truth was. And after this podcast, you started to look for ways where you could do that energy of your truth, of your values, of expressing your values more. And you you did that this like today, and you did it tomorrow, and the next day, give it two weeks, your place will be way more aligned with your truth, with who you really are, with your values, right? And these embers slowly turn into flames. For me, I didn't start this journey knowing that I really was going to help all these boys find their purpose and help them unlock all this wealth and then go on to help Western Sydney like disperse the wealth. I didn't know all that, right? And there's going to be even more that's going to happen with me personally that I still don't know. But all we can do, it's like you the steps illuminate. way as you as you walk forward but it it almost doesn't matter because every day you're kind of living something that you love so you're kind of happy anyway so don't be disheartened if your first pass of values has given you a bit of an ambiguous purpose I've also got something for you uh, to help you with that now that you've got your first pass of values uh, on another episode of my podcast you will find I put a meditation there. I, I, I did it at a seminar, and I, we recorded it, and, and we put it into the podcast. It's called your ideal day meditation. I invite you to give that give that a shot. Thinking about your top values, and then after you do the meditation, write down a first pass of your vision, your your reason, your your goals. Once you've done that, you'll have a first pass down of what a compelling mission or reason would be for you. And that's a place to start. That's a place to start to reverse engineer some goals from. The second thing, and I greatly encourage you to do this right now, you know, we talked about acting on the energy of your truth, or the energy of your mission, of your purpose, of your values. The second thing is just, on this podcast, in the description, as I said, I will put a link to my calendar for a 15-minute chat. Us, we can get to know each other if we vibe and we connect we can organize a uh an actual zoom call where i will help you i will personally take you through and help you understand what your values are i'll I'll do a deep process with you which i normally do with my retreat clients and help you understand what your values are and not only your values but your actual purpose is and once you know that your life changes forever because then everything starts to gravitate around that. You start to see opportunities that help you in a way that you've never seen before and you find inspiration in a way that you've never had before because finally you're doing something that is so in line with what you personally value. So guys, this was a big podcast. I think it's the longest one I've ever done. So thanks for sticking with me today. I really hope you got value from it. Guys, if you, if you get nothing else from, from me, take this. The big secret behind all of it, and by the way, it's not just behind your monetary wealth, it's behind your relationships as well. If you, you know, most of the guys who listen to this are, are men, right? The key to unlocking your masculine power is by living your life true to your purpose. That's what creates attraction, it creates polarity in your relationship, and further, further more than that, when you are connected to your purpose and your mission, there is, there is a presence that comes about you, a strength, a motivation, like an inspiration, a drive that comes about you that, that helps your emotions get regulated, that gives you focus, that helps things, like thing, energy gravitates from where it's organized the least to where it's organized the most, right? And when you have a purpose, what that does is it, it organizes everything, it gives everything a re, something to fall behind. And that won't just be your own energy and your own learnings, but it'll be from the people around you. They're going to find, they're, they're going to see you as a leader and, and want to help you and support you. And I wish you more wealth, <laughs> but more fulfillment and, and happiness and, uh, and blessings on, in this world. Uh, thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. I'd love to hear what you think. Please, if you got value from today, Please share it. Sharing this will share the wealth. Because what we're sharing is the psychology. And and man, let's let's share the wealth. Let's help everyone who deserves it have the wealth through education. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Share it. Please reach out to me. I would love to help you understand your purpose and your values. It's been awesome being with you. And I'll see you on the next one.